welcome. You know, Amanda said it really well a minute ago. A week ago, we didn't think we'd be sitting here doing what we're doing, but that's the nature of life. Life has a tendency to change and, you know, from one day to the next. And one could say this has just been a, uh, a unique week. I think there's, there's a lot of different adjectives that could describe the week. And I've, you know, put down a few. I, I started thinking about it. You know, I read something this past week that the world has closed. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. But, you know, travel plans have been disrupted. Major League Baseball has been canceled. And then maybe the one thing that surprised me maybe more than anything was March Madness, the you know, NCAA tournament was, was canceled. And, but I started thinking about that. Has March Madness really been canceled? I'm not so sure, I'm not so sure that it has. And that's not to make light of the, of the situation that is upon us. What we're facing is very real. And with that being said, I want to take a few moments this morning and we're going to talk about that. In fact, we're going to step away from our series that we began last week on Jude, and we'll resume that series uh, next weekend. But today I wanted to take some time and just address maybe what your concerns are, maybe some of the things that you're thinking, and what do I do in the midst of all of the challenges that, that we seem to be facing. We were at Starbucks this morning, as a matter of fact, and we were on our way out of the parking lot, and we're, we have to drive by a Target. And sure enough... Right there at Target, there was a line outside the door trying to get in. Talked with our daughter, and the line was wrapped around the grocery store this morning early, from about 6, uh, probably before 6.30. So there's a, lot of, there's a lot of things going on. And, you know, I just think there's a better way for us to move through this. And I, I, my hope is, is that God will speak to you today a word of encouragement from his word. So we're going to spend some time doing that. I don't know if you remember uh, a movie that came out in 2014, I believe it was. I think it opened on Christmas Day, as a matter of fact. The name of the film was Unbroken. And it was the story of a man by the name of Louis Zapparini. Louis Zapparini was, he was a bombardier on a B-24 during World War II. And unfortunately, that crew was, or that plane, was shot down over the Pacific. They spent 47 days on a raft. One of the individuals, only three out of the 11-man crew, survived the crash. One of those perished 33 days into that ordeal. And then eventually, Louis and another one of the officers on that particular aircraft were captured by the Japanese. This was in 1943. There were still two years of war left in the Pacific. In fact, Louis would spend 25 months in a Japanese prisoner of war camp. During that time, there was extraordinary abuse uh, levied upon him and really many of his fellow prisoners. But it seemed as if the, the commander of that particular POW camp just had it in for Louis and went after him on many different occasions. When the, Lord, when the war ended... Louis suffered tremendously, a lot of trauma, a lot of difficulties from everything he experienced. But one of the things that struck me, I was actually, just a few weeks ago, I happened to be at the gym, and we have a movie theater at our gym. And this movie was on, and I, I was in there doing my treadmill or whatever I was doing, and I watched the film again. And there, there's a phrase in the film that 
It's extraordinary. When Louis to this Christ and it is extremely significant. He said Louis's life and story blows breath into people by making them realize that they can overcome more than they think. It's that phrase. We can overcome more than we think. And I, I really believe at this particular moment in history, many of you, many of you are, are just overwhelmed. And, and I get it. There's, there's a lot of peace that can, or rather, there's a lot of fear that can enter into our lives. And again, I get it. When there's shortages of groceries and medicine and supplies, anxiety rises. Worries, worries press against us. But I'm here to remind us all, and, and this is for me and for you, is that we can overcome more than we think. And the reason we can is because of Jesus. That's the reason. That's the reason. That's what sustained Louis in those moments of, of trauma after the fact of everything he'd experienced. And it was a life changer for him. So I want to read one scripture this morning. And we're going to be looking at, uh, you know, one of those, it's one of those verses of scripture that is just so wonderful. And it is an incredible reminder to us. And it's found in John, the 16th chapter in verse number 33. And this is what we read. I have told you, all of this, so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart, because I have overcome the world. Pray with me. Jesus, we pray today that you will speak life to us, peace to us, from your word, in Jesus' name, amen. It's a powerful verse. And so what I want to do real quick, I want to give you five very simple observations. Then we're going to talk a little bit after that about just the overcoming nature of Christ. So the first observation is this. I'm encouraging us all to take Jesus at his word. Jesus said to his disciples, I think Jesus has spent the night kind of, unpacking life. In fact, in, I, I was thinking of John 14, and that's all part of this, this, this event. He said, don't let your hearts be troubled. He would go on in verse 27, my peace I give to you. So he's been talking about some incredible things. And so my encouragement to all of us, it's let's take Jesus at his word. His word is good. I don't know if you are, are familiar with a red letter edition Bible. One of the first Bibles that I was given by my parents was a, was a red letter edition. And if you're familiar with it, you know what the red letters mean. The red letters are in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and they're the words of Jesus. We should take those words at face value. We need to take Jesus at his word. 
In fact, there's a story in John's Gospel, chapter 6, where Jesus would relate, or rather he would, he would refer to himself as, I'm the bread of life. And out of that teaching, what we find out is in verse 66 of chapter 6 of, the, of John's Gospel, is that because of what Jesus has been teaching, it says that many of his disciples no longer followed him. So they kind of walked away. But then Jesus turned to the 12 and said, what are you guys going to do? Are you going to walk away also? And Peter made a statement that is really, really extraordinary. He said this, to whom, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Take Jesus at his word. He has a word of encouragement for you and for me. And what Jesus has said, let it get deep into our heart. Take him at his word. The second observation is that Jesus' desire for us is that his peace, not the turmoil, desires for us for his peace, is his peace, not the turmoil caused by the world around us. That's his desire. He wants us to experience his peace. In fact, John 16 says this, so that you may have peace in me, in me. You see, this peace is not the absence of conflict, but rather it's peace in the middle of all of life's circumstances. And man, man, are we in the middle of some circumstances. I, I just, this is unprecedented. Never seen anything like this. And I'm, I'm sure you're saying the same thing. I've never seen anything like, like this. But I'm not sure what this all means. I don't know where, it, where it's going to take us. I, I don't know when it's all going to end. I don't think any of us do. But the peace that Jesus desires, that's, that's what he wants for us to experience. And that peace is found in him. In fact, John 14, 27 says, peace is what I leave with you. It is my own peace that I give you. I do not give it as the world does. Do not be worried and upset. Do not be afraid. I love that. Don't be worried or upset and don't be afraid. The third observation is that life happens. However, Jesus is greater than the trials and the sorrows. If you haven't discovered this already, just know life happens. Life happens good, and sometimes life happens not so good. I like to borrow this phrase. I've used it many times. It's from an old nationwide insurance commercial, and it just says, life comes at you fast. And that is absolutely true. And what we've seen, even over the last five days, seven days, life has just come at us fast. It's come at us hard. It comes at us in a relentless way. And the observation, or rather what Jesus says, he reminds us that he is greater than the trials and the sorrows that life brings at us. In fact, remember Jesus said this in John 16, 33, here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows. It's a reality. It just is the truth. But remember, remember, we as Christ followers are not exempt from trials, from trouble, from challenge, from illness, from heartache, hurt, betrayal, distress, pain, suffering, or COVID-19. We're not exempt from that. However, however, Jesus 
is greater than our trials and our sorrows. And I am really grateful for that. Fourth observation is that regardless of what we experience, we're to be courageous in Jesus' name. Jesus said this. He says, take heart. Another way of phrasing that is take courage or have courage. Be courageous. You know, that's an encouraging word when life is coming at us at warp speed. And we don't know what to do. You know, if, if, if our courage was dependent solely on our ability and our resources, our government, and our experiences, when the trouble and the, and the troubles and trials come, you know what's going to happen? We're going to get overwhelmed because we can't deal with it all. However, the good news is, is found in the fifth observation, and here it is. I have overcome the world. That, to me, is really an amazing phrase. You see, it would be good, all of these things happening, if we just overcame the whatevers of life. But Jesus goes beyond that, above and beyond that. He says, I've overcome the world. In other words, I've overcome the source of the challenges and the difficulties that you're going to face. To me, man, I, I need to know that. It's not just what is happening presently in my life, but it's everything that has brought this into a place of existence. The things that I'm experiencing, the cause, the source, Jesus overcame that. I'm grateful for that, as all of us should be. You see, when you say the world, what that means, it's the sum total, the sum total of everything here and now. That's what Jesus overcame on your behalf and mine. So what does that look like for us today? I want to give you four simple thoughts this morning that, has been, that have been really helpful to me. It's one of those, kind of go back in history for me. I was, this was many years ago, I was getting ready to, uh, I had the opportunity of speaking at a youth camp and I was very, very, challenged by what I was going to say, and I, I discovered something. And it's been something that a lot of other people discovered a long time before I did, but it was Psalm 107. So I'm, I want to encourage you, maybe today or maybe this week, that you would go and read Psalm 107. There are just some wonderful, wonderful promises that are connected in this psalm. And you see, what we're seeing here is we see God's mercy and deliverance for his people, and by extension, us. But this idea that Jesus is our overcomer, that's, that's really what John 16, verse 33 talks about. I've overcome the world. How does that translate out? How, what are some things that he overcomes? And we've talked about a little bit of that, but I want to go just a little deeper from this psalm. So a couple of things. First of all, Jesus, the name that overcomes... He transforms a life in decline to a life that is full and abundant. In Psalm 107, verses 5 and verse 9, we, we, we read words like this. Their lives ebbed away. And then the contrast of that, he satisfies. Lives ebbing away. My, my mind immediately goes to someone who is who's dealing with, with starvation, and we've seen those very graphic images. 
where someone is just emaciated. That's really what this, this word ebbed away can. It, it's a life that is in decline or decaying. And it is a tragic thing. And today, you may be in a place where you say, you know something, I feel like my life is just ebbing away. My life is just getting sucked dry. I, I, I don't know what to do. But I want you to know that Jesus is the name that overcomes that experience of a life that is in decline or decay. And what Jesus does, he comes to us and he overcomes that. And we see he's overcome the world. Remember that. Keep that phrase in the, in the middle or right in the heart of your, of your thinking. He overcomes that. Man, I'm telling you, that, that's encouraging to me. You see, the truth is, is that we will either be overcome or through Christ we can be an overcomer. That's just true. We, can, we will either be overcome by the circumstances and our lives will just ebb away. They will be in decline and decay by everything that's happening around us. Or, I prefer that we would be an overcomer in Jesus' name. Why? Because he's overcome the world. Everything that is a source. And that becomes our hope and our strength. John chapter 10 and verse number 10 says, the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus says, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Praise God. I'm grateful for that. The second thing is that Jesus overcomes, the Jesus, the name that overcomes, frees us from hurts, habits, and hangups. Now, I grab that phrase from Celebrate Recovery. But the reason I do is, is intentional. Because all of us can understand it. We all have a hurt. There might be a habit. There may be a hang-up that we're trying to deal with. We're trying to figure it out. Whether it's life-controlling issues, anger, addictive behavior, grief, unforgiveness, and the like, these can bind us up and keep us prisoners. So in verses 10 and 14, in Psalm 107, the psalmist says this, prisoners, speaking of prisoners, someone that's just bound up, locked away, and sometimes we can do that to ourselves. We can let the circumstances of life, we can let these things overwhelm us and literally keep us bound up to where we can't, we can't live life as God has des desires and designed that we could live. But Jesus comes, and the second part of that, in verse number 14, he says he broke away their chains. You see, Jesus, the name that overcome, breaks our chains once and for all. He sets us free. Man, Jesus sets us free. So this morning, I want you to know, if there is something that is binding you and keeping you from being all that God desires that you would be, understand Jesus sets you free. He brings liberty to your life and to mine. Luke chapter 4, verse number 18 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has chosen me to bring good news to the poor. This is Jesus now. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. I love this. To set free the oppressed. Hallelujah. Then also, Jesus, the name that overcomes, heals every disease and sickness. Heals every disease and sickness. Make no mistake, Jesus is our healer. Man, I'm I'm grateful that he is. I'm grateful that he is. Verses 17 and 20, we read this. He speaks of affliction, but then the, the, the opposite of that is he healed them. Remember, 
Jesus heals. This virus, this virus is not a surprise to Jesus. He is not wringing his hands going, oh my goodness, what are we going to do about this? It's just not going to happen. Why? Because he has overcome the world. He's overcome the source. And when Jesus sacrificed his life on Calvary, he paid for our sin, but he also, by his wounds, by his stripes, you and I are healed. We are healed. So right now, at this very moment, in Jesus' name, if there is illness in your home, if there's illness in your family, I am praying the healing power of Jesus Christ over your life. He is your healer. Depend upon him. And at the same time, do not do not absent yourselves from the incredible health professionals that he has made available to us to assist and to bring healing into your life. Seek them out. And I think it would be good that we would just give a collective thank you and gratitude for those who serve us so wonderfully. The doctors, the nurses who literally are putting themselves out there for us. I'm grateful for that. We all should be grateful. But remember, Jesus is our healer and he desires and is able and willing to bring healing to your life as I look back over my life I've I've dealt with the flu I've dealt with colds probably you have too maybe the biggest struggle that I've ever had is this wonderful thing called vertigo and if you have had it you understand firsthand of how crazy things can get and if you haven't had it I'm going to encourage you don't ever get it. Now, I know that may be an impossibility for certain reasons, but I'm telling you, probably the worst bout of vertigo I had, it literally took me down for days. But you know what I did? I just continued to commit that to the Lord. And literally, since that last bout of vertigo, I believe God has brought healing into my life. I just continue to put it before him, and I am continuing to this day to, to many, in many respects and in most ways to be completely free of it, and I'm giving God credit for that because he is the only one that could have done it. And I just want to encourage you this morning, regardless of what you may be dealing with, the present circumstances, yes, the things that are connected to this virus, yes, we commit that to the Lord, whether it's a flu, whether it's the cold, or whatever you may be experiencing today. Jesus remains your healer. Trust him. We're praying for you. We're believing for you. God, God's got this. God's got this. And we're believing with you for healing. Psalm 103 and verse number three, we read, who forgives, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. One last thing. Jesus, the name that overcomes, dispels all fear and anxiety. Let me say it again. Dispels all fear and anxiety. When you read this portion of Scripture, you read verse 26 and verse 29, we see that their courage melted away. But then we see the opposite, that he stilled the storm. My mind immediately goes to a New Testament story of Jesus being in the boat, and there's wind, and there's, there's a storm. The disciples are just, they're beyond, they're, they're beside themselves. They don't know what to do. Well, Jesus speaks to the storm, he speaks to the wind, he speaks to the waves, and everything calms down. Well, I'm just going to pray that over you as well. 
I pray that Jesus would just, in a supernatural way, speak to the storms and the winds and the, and the turmoil and bring peace and let things calm. I believe that that is what his desire is for all of us. Jesus dispels all the fears and anxiety. I've got a list of fears and phobias in my office that's literally a mile long. And it's, in fact, I think it's 14 pages long, but there's one that's not on the list, and that's COVID-19. But the point being is sometimes, well, you know, he can take care of everything else, but he can't take care of this. No, he can. He can dispel the fear and the anxiety that's connected to this present moment. Why? Because Jesus is the name that overcomes. He overcomes the world and the source of all of our challenges. Yesterday, Marcy and I were out and about in, in Temecula, and we had to do a few errands like many of you are probably doing also. We went to Walmart, and that was interesting, to say the least. And then we went to uh, Costco, and that was beyond interesting, to say the least. I want to tell you something. The, the anxiety in the room, you can feel it. In fact, that we were, we were walking down one aisle and uh, another, uh, another person with a cart, she came by and she was a young, she looked like a young mom, I'm, I'm supposing, maybe in her middle to late 30s. And she, she kind of came around and she had this kind of stunned look on her face or some, whatever, I don't know exactly how to describe the look on her face. But I, I just kind of made the sign. I said, this is, this is kind of crazy. And then she, she said something along these lines. I, I think I need to be concerned by what's around them. You, you can just sense the anxiety. A person in front of us had both, was completely masked and gloved. I'm telling you, you see those things, fear jumps up. Anxiety goes to a whole new level. But Jesus has come so that our, the, the waters of our life would be calm. And he speaks peace. He speaks peace to you. And, and and as an extension of his peace, depend upon his peace and share that peace and, and security that we have in him with your family, with your friends, with your neighbors. I'm believing that we, as the church of Jesus Christ, can be the best representation of the peace of God through Christ by living out the peace that he has placed within our heart. Remember John 16, 33, Jesus said, take heart or don't be afraid. John chapter 6 and verse 20 says this, but he said to them, don't be afraid. And here's one more verse. It's one more verse. I, I, I added it this morning, 2 Timothy 1, for God did not give us, now hear this, God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but he has given us a spirit of power, of love, of sound judgment, personal disciplines that result, look at this, in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. God is able to do that. Others aren't. God is able. So we're trusting, we're trusting him with our peace. So as we bring our moments to a close this morning, remember Jesus is the name that overcomes when life is out of control and it feels like it's ebbing away, when, when, when we're just feeling in prison and bound up by stuff, when, if you need to be healed, if you're fearful, 
He's the name that overcomes. Back to Psalm 107. And I'm just going to read a highlight of four different verses. Psalm 107, verse 6, 13, 19, and 28. Listen, in each of the cases that we just kind of walked through briefly, this is what we learn. This is what we read. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them, saved them, brought them out of their distress. So when there are challenges that you're facing, cry out to the Lord. He's there. And his peace that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Pray with me if you would. Lord, thank you for today. And thank you for our time that we've gathered. And I pray in these next couple of moments as we bring our time to a close that you will just let peace settle in upon us. Let the name of Jesus be lifted so high in our life that we are so dependent upon you for what you desire in us, that life of abundance, free of fear and anxiety. For these things, we give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. A few years ago, group Mercy Me did a song that I felt was appropriate that I just give you the lyric to before we close. Song is, You Are I Am. Listen to these words. I've been the one to shake with fear and wonder if you've ever been if you're even here. I've been the one to doubt your love. I've told myself you're not enough. I've been the one to try and say I'll overcome by my own shame. I've been the one to fall apart and start to question who you are. I've been the one held down in change beneath the weight of all my shame. I've been the one to believe that where I am, you cannot reach. But you're the one who conquers giants. You're the one who calls out kings. You shut the mouths of lions. You tell the dead to breathe. You're the one who walks through fire. You're the one who takes the orphan's hand. You are Messiah. You are I am. Trust him today. It's the name that overcomes. And one last thought, life can overwhelm us. But make no mistake, Jesus is our overcomer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This past week, our president called for March the 15th to be a national day of prayer. And so we're going to do that this morning as we close our time. And in fact, our general superintendent, Doug Clay, has given us some prayer points that we're going to pray through. And here are those prayer points that we would be driven by faith and not fear. The second one is that we would pray for people who have been impacted by this virus around the world. To pray for our missionary family. In fact, I just think of that very directly to us. Nicole Herrera, one of our missionaries from Crossroads Church, is at this point unable to return to her, to France, where she serves. And so there are, a lot of, there are a lot of challenges that we need to pray for our missionaries. We also need to pray for the church to be the church. What I mean by that, and I believe what, what our general superintendent is asking, is that this is an opportunity for us to represent Jesus well 
to our family, to our friends, our neighbors, those that we work alongside. And then also to pray that the God of hope will fill you with joy and peace and trust in him so that we may overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So let's pray together. So I'm going to ask you, if you're sitting around a kitchen table, if you're with your family, if you're with your friends, you're with your life group this morning, would you just, just agree with me as I pray over these particular prayer points? So Father, we thank you that we can depend upon you today. And Lord, we're grateful that you are the name that overcomes. Thank you, Jesus. And now, Lord, we pray through these particular points of prayer, the first one being that, Lord, let us be driven by faith and not fear. Let our faith and our confidence, our hope and our trust be in you. In Jesus' name. I pray, Lord, for the people around the world impacted by the virus. And this is global. We know that. It's not just here at home, but it's global. It's everywhere. So, Lord, we pray that you, you will bring healing. Bring healing to those who are affected. I pray, Lord, for those in the medical profession, give them wisdom far beyond their years. Lord, I pray that the wisdom that is from above would just be poured out upon them in abundance so that this can be, Lord, it can be, it can be solved. There can be things that are answered. Lord, the methods, all of the things, Lord, we just pray for resolve in Jesus' name. We also pray for our missionary family this morning. Lord, so many of our missionaries are impacted, and I think of our very own missionary from our church, Nicole. Bless her today. Strengthen her. Lord, give her peace. And Lord, especially for her team that is still in France, be with them. But Lord, our missionary family that's literally all around the world. Lord, let again each of them share the love of God, the peace of God that transcends understanding with those that they work alongside and those to whom they minister. I pray, Lord, for us here at home that we would be the church. Lord, let us be the best representatives that we can be of Jesus. Lord, let our peace, let our joy, let the hope that we have in you be very evident to all those that we encounter. Lord, as we walk into places of business, when we walk into restaurants, when we go to work, wherever we are interacting, I pray that the peace of God that transcends understanding, that guards our heart and mind in Christ, it will be evident. Just as we saw at Costco and at Walmart where there is an anxiety that was evident, I pray that the people of God, that the, the peace of God would be evident. Let it be so in Jesus' name. And then, Lord, we pray that the God of hope will fill us with all joy and peace as we trust in you. And Lord, so that we would overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Jesus, for all you have done and will continue to do among us. We're grateful for your love to us, your care over our lives, and we are grateful that Jesus the name above every name, the most beautiful name of all. Jesus is the name that overcomes all that we would face. We give you thanks and all praise in Jesus' name and amen. Let me remind you, stay tuned to our YouTube channel and our social media uh, 
platforms. We'll keep you informed as, as things continue on. As If things change, we'll let you know. But in the meantime, we look forward to worshiping again next Sunday at 9 a.m. Ask a friend to be a part, to tune in, to be a part of all that we're doing. Maybe to worship with you. There's lots of good things available. So let me just, with one last thought, a great, great blessing that I want to leave with you. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you peace. God bless you. Have a great day and a great week.